this morning and we want to continue a series of what we've been talking about the influence of the Holy Spirit. And we've been dealing with this in the last 3 weeks. We talked about different emblems like oil, we talked about fire, we talked about water, water talks about humility, fire talks about passion, oil talks about anointing, and oil talks uh, about how we can be willing to see the Lord leads. And now we're going to talk about wind. It's one of the series, but before that I have a joke, okay? A new joke. So I'm going to read it to you. Uh, it's a very small joke. A teacher at a primary school wants to teach her students about self-esteem. So she asked her students, anyone here thinks he or she is dumb? If so, please stand up. No one stood up. Finally, one little boy stood up and she don't know what to say. She asked, "Why, son?" And the boy said, "I hate to see you standing alone." Anyway, all right. Take your Bibles, lift it up and you say this after me, "Lord Jesus, influence me this morning." Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us in ways beyond our understanding and you will reveal your heart to us in Jesus name. Amen. So we're going to dig right into this uh, topic about the emblems of the Holy Spirit and I wrote down here lots of scriptures we're going to go through tons of scriptures here but I'm going to focus on one particular um direction so wind is very powerful they call it an unseen power the word wind means blow but it also means breathe that's why God breathed over us it also means sound it also been translated as voice so if you look at it it's the breath it's blowing it's sound it's voice and that's why god spirit moves in us he breathes over us the word human is dirt but the spirit the breath of god lives in dirt that's why immanuel that means god lives with human which is the spirit dirt lives in dirt so we've been dealing with this for the last 3 weeks now we're going to deal with the wind Uh, so wind is powerful as we know Exodus 14 21 talks about the red sea it talks about how the lord brought back a strong east wind all night and then there was a great uh, uh, divided and then it talks about quails also in numbers 1131 the lord talks about he sent a wind and brought quails because these guys are saying man I don't know what to eat it's just food 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 I want some meat you know and then in the book of acts chapter 2 we know this word because it's about pentecost there was a wind came and the form of a fire and rested upon people and and the lord started uh, using these people mightily because the wind uh, brought the holy spirit we know that okay and then in dry bones uh, story of ezekiel ezekiel 37 we know that story where it talks about uh, how the valley was so dry and dead but then god breathes over them he is asking the son of man he is asking can this bones live and the guy said no i don't know you tell me lord then he says hey you breathe over them and then he breathes over them and then they become a mighty army and and that's what we see that but i just thought you know uh, we can go in different directions but i felt in my heart to focus on one particular part what means wind and it it it's amazing i i wrote down here in ephesians 5 verse 2 it says when we walk in love as christ also has loved us has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to god for a sweet smelling aroma and wind we know it's mighty it's powerful all those things 
But then the wind is also a gentle fragrance. The wind is also something that gives us, how many of you did a road trip where you just, when you do a road trip, when you're going through a garden, uh, when you're going through a garden scenery and you're through your vent, you find this gentle breeze. And then a few minutes later, you're going through your sewage plant and suddenly you turn around and ask, did anybody messed up in the car, you know? And that's the thing, you know, it's just the feeling like suddenly what happened? So wind for me, it's, of course, it's mighty, it's powerful, but it also is gentle. It's so beautiful. That means when people hang out with you, they smell the fragrance of Jesus. Can I get one amen? Amen. Second Corinthians 2.15 says, Our lives are Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. Fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved. You know, many Christians are good until they open their mouth. Have you noticed that? The moment they open their mouth, it's like depression on steroids, gossip in the form of prayer request in steroids, and a lot of things comes out. Until they, if they tell the name, you know, John, Peter, all those beautiful names are good, but the moment they open the mouth, it's like, my goodness, the trash can has come out. And I pray that Papa's house, we all will be that not only just names, but we will live Christ. That will be a fragrance to people. And John 3, 8 says this, the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from, where it's going. So it's within the hearts of those who are spirit born. And I wrote down here, wind is invisible, but it's sensible in its effect. And I want to focus here a big chunk of time, maybe another 15, 20 minutes, on one particular story. We all know the story. There's a guy called Elijah, right? It's in the book of us Kings. And uh, it's so funny because this guy has been, is one of those mighty prophets. He even killed 850 prophets of Baal and Ashroth. 400 of Baal, 450 of Ashroth in a one day. It's not cutting chicken, okay? It's that kind of mighty guy. But then, all of a sudden, in the book of First Kings 19, he goes through this period where he feels like, I wish I am dead. I wish I am not alive. I wish nobody sees my life. And how many times we do mighty exploits for God, but then suddenly, boom, you know, you enter your camp, God touched you, but then you came back and one of your friends says, Macha, let's have a drink. And you say, I'm going to just take orange juice. But then he says, little bit of orange juice and mixer would be a good thing. And then you fall, boom, right into that. And then you'd look back and say, I had a beautiful time there, but now what happened? And sometimes this life, life is never a steady thing. If it is all steady, it's called dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's up and down. I mean, so it says religion puts importance to the praying to God. Kingdom puts importance to hearing from God. And uh, I will read a couple of scriptures from First Kings 19. Okay, let me read a couple of scriptures from the beginning. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. So you know what happened, right? In the previous, you know, things were got really messy and he could, uh, now he's slaughtered and he's like, he knows that the gods that he's worshipping is good for nothing. Now, now Jezebel is his wife. He said, may the gods strike me. I mean, she must be literally not so intelligent because all the gods, priests are dead. 
now she is saying god strike me <laughs> I, I, god is a god of humor when he writes you know so even kill me if by this time tomorrow i have not killed you just as you killed them elijah afraid and fled for his life he went to bersheba a town in judah and he left his servant there then he went on into the wilderness traveling all day he sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed look what he says he just he did a mighty exploit for god now he's praying that he might die i have had enough lord he said take my life for i am no better than my ancestors who have already died then he lay down under a broom tree but as he was sleeping angel touched him and told him get up and eat he looked around and there was beside him big bread on hot stones and a jar of water he ate it and drank and lay down again and the angel of the lord came again and touched him get up and eat the story what happens is this guy was once doing mighty exploits for god and suddenly boom he went through a slow season and he don't know what to do and that's where god is gently breathing over him his word so if i i wanted to give you one suggestion what wind means wind talks about the voice of god amen and lot of voices are there there are noises and voices everything that is not a voice of god is a noise lot of noises chatter the american military call it chatter though you know what is a chatter they have a dedicated team sitting there and they are actually going through words they will listen and suddenly they picked something in the chatter that's what they say we picked something in the chatter and then we'll go what happened in the midst of chatter they are trying to find out pin out one voice that's going to be a threat for their national security so i felt in my heart this morning i want to talk about the benefits of hearing god's voice we hear many people's voice right your auntie gives one voice your uncle gives one voice if you are in a family like mine i have weird uncles all of them give different different voice opinions and we all get through a lot of voices and especially when we come to a place of choosing career finding your wife or your husband lot of voices come but i think the voice of god is more important i'm going to give you four basic benefits of hearing god's voice and i'm going to teach you also how to hear god's voice it's very simple you see my friends let me tell you get this in your system bible is not religion religion complicates kingdom makes the citizens easier you understand so jesus never complicated jesus was never a philosopher you know what is what is the philosopher they they are paid to complicate things in your life so they will say things in such a way wow one guru was asked by a sishyan which is student how do i know i exist and the guru said what do you see up there i see a long big tree what else do you see i see leaves what else do you see i see a fruit what else do you see i see lots of fruits go and pick one fruit okay and then open the fruit what do you see i see a seed plant that seed and wait until it grows then you know you exist it looks wow but it's actually dumb you understand so i will give you four basic principles benefits of hearing god's voice the first one hearing god's voice strengthens us in our weaknesses how many of you felt weak 
Yes? How many of you felt like you've gone boom, boom? You know, it's like, it's part of our life. And what happens here? Look at verse 4 and 6. He went alone in the wilderness, traveling all day, and sat down in a solitary broom tree, and prayed he might die. I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. As he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told, get up and eat. You see, this is the part we usually miss it. Angel didn't come and rebuke him. You are a prophet who killed, good for nothing, now you want to die? That's what religion does, no? Religion condemns you. Kingdom convicts you. Hello? Are you, are you, are you getting this point? The word of God came gently. He met him on that level and said, Son, eat this. You have a long way to go. So that's my first point. The first is, Hearing God's voice strengthens us in our weakness. Can I ask you one question? How many of you felt weak? Yes? How many of you felt like, I wish I don't live anymore. I wish my life is different. I wish I was not born in India. I wish I was not born in South India. I prayed like that. I wish I was not because, you know, I looked all at my Bollywood actors and actresses, they are white. And the South Indians... You know, we turn the lights off. We don't know where we are. And, <laughs> and I said to my grandma, like, God, why he created us so dark? And she said from Songs of Solomon, even though I am dark, you are beautiful. It didn't really help me. Fair and lovely letters, but it fixed me for temporarily. But I started sweating and then it's gone, everything. But, you know, it's just, we all go through in life. Grass is always greener on the other side. We wish we could have this. If we get this, if we do this, I think we miss the point. And that's why God says, he's hearing God's voice strengthens in our weakness. Number two, hearing God's voice gives us direction in our assignment. Look at this verse 15 and 16. It says here very clearly, The Lord said to him, Go back to the desert, road of Damascus. And when you arrive, he has to do three things. He has to anoint Ezel, the king of Syria, Anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elijah, the son of Shephat Abel Meloha. These guys' names itself speaking like tongues, man. To replace you as my prophet. Okay? Well, so the Jezebel spirit is controlling spirit. Jezebel spirit doesn't empower you. Jezebel spirit controls you. Jezebel spirit always wants his agenda over your agenda. How do you overcome Jezebel spirit? is you need to have three persons in your life. One, you need to have a king, a priest, and a prophet. Look what is happening. God is saying, you appoint Ezel to be the king of Syria, anoint Jehu, in this he is the priest, because if you read part of the scriptures, he comes and set up the tabernacle, he arranges, he makes the people come and worship the Lord, to repent, and anoint Elijah, who is a prophet. All the three met in Christ. Amen. He is the king of kings. He is our chief high priest. He is also the greatest prophet. Amen. So, that's how you overcome Jezebel's spirit. So, that's what here God is saying to, to him. You know what? Hey, you have a new direction to go. That's why I'm speaking to you. So, I want to encourage you guys. If you're not hearing God's voice, 
and you don't know what's going on in your life, how to go, that's a place to hear God's voice because, you know, God will guide you. That's why I always say, Holy Spirit is a GPS. What is GPS? God's power system. He lives in us. He guides us. Never GPS condemns you. You put a GPS rule and you'll, you set it up, go to um, coffee day and you turn wrong way, GPS never say, how many times I have to teach you? Makku. He doesn't do that. He says, finding another direction. Finding another direction. Recalculating. That is the word they use. How many times God recalculated life for you? Amen. That's the Holy Spirit. He recalculated so many times life for me so that he brings me back to the original design. Okay. That's the second one. Hearing God's voice gives me a new direction. My assignment. Number three. Hearing God's voice gives us perspective and clears confusion. See, sometimes we go through confusion stage, like feel like, ah man, we don't exist. Look what Elijah said. I am the only one, Lord, who didn't bow down. Look at verse 17 and 18. Anyone who escaped Israel shall be killed by Jehu. And incidentally, (laughs) this is so funny how God says, I I wanted to take a moment here and tell. When God corrects us, He always corrects us to restore us. Never to make us feel, ah man, I'm so dumb. No. So look what he's saying. Incidentally, that means he's talking, he's like, by the way, that's what means incidentally, by the way, there are 7,000 men in Israel who have not never bowed down to Bahal nor kissed him. What was Elijah's complaint? Elijah's complaint is, man, I don't exist. Elijah's complaint is like, why I should live here? Elijah's complaint is, no one is worshipping. Only me, Lord. Elijah's complaint is, I did great things for you. How many times sometimes we say, Lord, I, I did great stuff for you. Why am I going through this? I paid my tithes. I paid my offerings. I was faithful in my commitment, serving. I was doing all. Why should I go through this? I wish I am dead. And this is how God is speaking. Very gently, he says, you know what? By the way, incidentally, look at verse 18. Incidentally, there are 7,000 men in Israel who have never bowed. The word never. Circle that word never. Never bowed to Baal nor kissed him. So what is the third point? Hearing God's voice gives us perspective and clears confusion. Sometimes we think we are the only one who is going through this challenge. Hello? No. You know, we live in India, right? Few of us have traveled outside, but you know, I lived for nine years outside India and uh, I was living in African countries and sometimes I look back at my country and I thank God where I come from because what we have here in India, some African countries don't have it. Don't have it. I was in Swaziland. To drink, there is no running water. There is no lights. We stayed in a village for a month. We have to take wheelbarrows. You know wheelbarrows? Everybody has to carry their own wheelbarrows. Go for two kilometers. Grab water. Come back. You have to ration out your wheelbarrow for the next three days. Imagine. You have to use that for your food, cooking, bathing, whatever. 
and here we have you turn on the motor water comes i mean if you are living in cmc campound you don't even know what you turning on motor means because somebody does that for you can i hear one amen <laughs> so it's been given many times we take life for granted so many things god has given us that's why here elijah has been given a perspective hey by the way you know i want to tell you this there are 7000 men who never bowed down we all need perspective in life amen when you go through a rock bottom hit say this to yourself lord i know your perspective i don't see it clearly but i want it that's why i want to hear your voice so we are talking about the benefits of hearing god's voice the first one i will repeat it hearing god's voice strengthens us in our weaknesses hearing god's voice gives us direction and fulfills our assignment hearing god's voice gives us perspective and clears confusion and this is the last one i want to focus on hearing god's voice gives us boldness to accomplish god's dream amen that's why bible says in ephesians be not drunk in wine but be filled in the holy spirit being filled the word was used there is called present continuous that's exactly what paul is referring you see he is using a natural term why these fellows they are they are used to greeks drinking is part of their life greeks they celebrate sophia that the wisdom they celebrate they just party their life greeks in fact thought women came first men came second so they sex and religion everything is mixed together so that's why paul is writing to this pagan gentile church he's saying you know what hey you being filled with drunk but i want to encourage you if you just replace this with the holy spirit you can go further many times we christians again no condemnation many times we touch with the holy spirit we touch get in touch with god only on sundays and then get in touch with the world the rest of the week what happens when you do that you are creating a trail path with the holy spirit but you are making a highway with the world and guess what which one is going to influence the highway that's why i'm saying being constantly filled it's like every day you say god i want you who is holy spirit is the spirit of jesus what is the job of jesus bring us close to the father so every time it's a constant thing constant attitude of being connected with the lord amen and this is what i wrote down here it gives us boldness to accomplish if you look at the entire first kings 19 then 20 21 and then it goes on in second kings 1 and 2 if you read this chapter you know nowadays you don't need to even read because you version you can just play it while you are driving instead of listening to gangam style we can listen to this amen <laughs> only one name in thank you <laughs> okay so if you listen to this fourth five chapters it talks about so beautiful it says you know how god gave him such boldness again to demolish the wicked king and the queen let me tell you you can never win god's battle on your own it's impossible your own strength 
your intellectual your experience all will come one day it will hit the rooftop and it will stop what's going to take us further is the anointing that's why isaiah 10:27 says anointing breaks the yoke amen how many of you need that anointing every day i need that anointing how to lead myself how to lead my family how to lead the church how to behave with someone who is not a christian every single day i need the anointing of the holy spirit and what is anointing it's god's ability and power in me to do things i can never do on my own amen so these are the four benefits there are a lot of benefits but i wanted to keep it simple so that we know what's going on in the context of wind let's read this again hearing god's voice strengthens us in our weakness hearing god's voice gives us a direction in our assignment hearing god's voice gives perspective and clears confusion hearing god's voice gives us boldness to accomplish god's dream as i was doing this i said to my wife hey this is what i felt in my heart i just want to share this and she said it's beautiful but still people are wondering how do you hear god's voice are you going to teach them that and i was about to finish i was about to close the computer and the holy spirit said uh not yet tell them how to hear god's voice how many of you feel struggle to hear god's voice how many of you feel confused if this is god's voice or not yes we all go through the greatest challenge for me is to discern when god says to act when god says don't do i will fight for you how many of you gone through that yes sometimes god says be still and know that i am god i don't know which one the only way i have learned is if god says be still and know and i have done it and it went wrong then i have to be still and know and if i am still and nothing happening maybe i should try it i can tell you this is how there is no tangible scriptures you can find where it says this is how you to stop this is how no this is why we work with the holy spirit holy spirit is your co-partner amen so here again i have three points here very simple number 1 hearing god's voice wait wait and it sucks the word wait because we all hate waiting <laughs> right instant we live in an instant culture everything is instant instant noodles to you know if you go to vegas you have instant wedding in 5 minutes you drive through the priest on this side priest on here you know they do the blessing and uh, you give the ring and then you kiss and you go through when you get out there is a big sign speedy divorce and we didn't do that wedding we did a real wedding uh, so busyness is a death of a prayer busyness is a death of a prayer which in other words means if i am in a hurry i can't hear god's voice that's why it's good to close down wrap and find a place for me morning works you know why my kids will get up 7 8 9 depends upon what time they went to bed and i can get up at 5 grab my black filter coffee no sugar nothing sit there all quiet there is a demon possessed chicken next door i'm casting that one day it's going to be delivered <laughs> and uh, i rebuked a couple of times uh, 
I think the good rebuke is when you make a biryani out of it. I'm hoping one day it will happen. Mm. So I sit there and nobody is there alone. Turn on a music or just there. Why? Because I'm not in a hurry. But there are times I snoozed my alarm and I lost it. I got up seven or eight. I tried to have quiet time. Asha comes in. My wife says, did you give them a shower? Change the diaper? Busyness is a death of a prayer. And then what do you say? Like one of the girls in our children's home, we asked her to pray for food and she was so hungry. She said, yesterday's prayer, amen. <laughs> she doesn't want to go through the whole thing. Yesterday's prayer, amen. I guess more powerful, I guess, but do not repeat that. You know, sometimes we do that. Like, like, you know, we have this list. You know, busyness is the death of prayer. The word wait has got four meanings. W-A-I-T. What is the first one? Write down the promises of God. Write down the promises of God. There are 7,000 promises in the Bible. Write down. Meditate on the promises. One of the promises God gave me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Another promise says, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, your rod and your staff comforts me. Surely goodness and mercy will lead me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. When I go through a financial crisis, I know my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When I go through weak points, I say, in Christ I am more than a conqueror. When I go through challenging times, I say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There was a guy who was married five times. The pastor asked him, what the heck, man, you married five times? He said, it's in the Bible. Where in the Bible? It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's taking out of context. There are tons of scriptures. You know, when you go through low, no one brag about it. The last 14 days, God has led us uh, as a family. You know, my wife and me went through a fasting period. And right after that, enemy put us in a so low in a such a way that we felt like we are not worth then God has to reaffirm my mind where I am at I am seated next to Christ co-leading with him this is who I am my position in Christ is not my right it's a privilege Amen. you see that's what happened write down the promises of God think about it meditate on it Jewish people what they do they write down and put on the top of the shrewd shelf and everywhere, they will look at it and say, wow, this is what? I mean, I shall be blessed in the city, I shall be blessed in the country. When I go out, I am blessed. I am the carrier of shalom. What is the shalom? The one that breaks all chaos. Amen? I feel like preaching. Say one amen. Huh? <laughs> Write down the promises of God and meditate on His promises. Meditate. Think about it. We meditate on so many things. Romans 12 talks about be not conformed. There are only two Christians are there. Conformist, transformist. Be not conformed to the patterns of the world, but transform your mind, renew your mind according. And that's why he says living sacrifice. It's, David also says, what good it is if I'm dead? I can't praise you. Living sacrifice. That means everything... You know, an 80-year-old can talk about sexual purity. It's easy because nothing is working. You look so serious. It's a joke. You should smile. But a 40-year-old in the middle of all my crises, I can talk about sexual purity. That means the anointing of the Lord sustains. Are you? Yes or no? 
so it's it's important you know look oh that pastor is preaching how old is he 85 of course nothing works you talk but when you are talking 22 years old when you, everybody in your peers have slept with your girlfriends multiple times but you keeping yourself pure virgin that's the anointing of the holy spirit amen that's why i wrote down here meditate on the promises of god number 2 a stands for act in faith you see prayer is not just talking to god that's religious stuff prayer is listening there is not a monologue it's a dialogue that's why the proskuline means shaka in the hebrew which means you are there hanging out god this is who i am speak to me act in faith take a step of faith the promise god says i will make you a head not a tail act like a head amen behave believe who lives in you many times we don't believe who lives in you we are aware of many things we are not aware of who lives in us amen remember the first morning when we walked in we read the scripture psalms 125 wrap around presence amen wrap around presence so take a step of faith do it and if you fail try again hello let me tell you if anybody said to you you never failed you know what does it mean you never tried I love what Bill Johnson says. If you don't encounter problems here and there, now and then, it shows that you and the enemy are on the same boat. Hello? Take a step of faith. What is a step of faith? Step of faith is not just, you know, moving mountains. Step of faith is like, from tomorrow onwards, I'm going to say no to sugar. Christ is in me. He's going to be my sugar. Amen? Step of faith. From now onwards, I'm going to stop watching what I'm sh- watching, you know. Now we have the whole world in our palm of our hands. Sometimes we need to put block. We need to arrange what we are watching. You know, we need to see what we are watching. You know, we need to make sure that we don't get into the junk. Sexual perversion is on steroids in India. We don't talk about it, but it's there. But God is calling us a generation of holy people. Amen. that doesn't mean we're going to wear white and white and we're going to say i'm holy hallelujah hallelujah no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about you are going through challenges everybody talks about stuff but you are saying i'm staying pure amen hello amen that's what acting in faith number 3 i i stands for imitate other heroes i want to be politically correct here heroes of faith <laughs> amen that means we have look at people somebody who walked in front of you say if this guy can do me and my wife we dated for a short time but we never slept together why we kept ourselves pure why we do this because we want to say god you are number one more than my desire your desire number one were we tempted yes i invented ice bucket challenge true tons of time ice bucket challenge you pour the ice all my hormones are in the freezer it's not easy what is the easiest thing to do enjoy maza karna hello but imitate why i should imitate because i know my redeemer i pay now i can enjoy later 
Amen. Imitate. Look at people. You know, that's why it's important that you have somebody as a role model say, yes, if this guy is gone, he doesn't need to be a super guru. He doesn't need to, you know, be like up there. He can be just two steps higher of you. Say, wow, I can do this. If he has done this, I can do this. Imitate others. So that's what that comes. You can never imitate others if you don't wait. That's why the W is the most important part. Waiting. Busyness kills it all. And the last one, T, trust Daddy God. He never gives up on you. He will never give up on you. Isn't it beautiful? How many times we feel like giving up, God never gives up on us? Isn't it beautiful? He pursues us. Anybody can tell me here, I pursued God? <laughs> that's, not, that's not the case here. How many times everybody can say, God pursued me? Yes? Religion tells you, you pursue God. Kingdom tells you, he came down. Amen. That's what means, hear, how to hear God's voice. You wait. You wait there. Let me tell you this. It will be tough for you if I tell you like, just wait and not give you practical stuff. Start with five minutes. Start with five minutes. You know, turn off the TV, turn off the phones, turn off the mobile data. While you are waiting, if you have a signal, and you check WhatsApp and the stupid emoji signs, your distraction, distraction, busyness kills everything. Wait, just wait. Put away everything. I don't even turn my mobile data on. I just turn it off. Sit there. Put it on silent. Sit there. Sit there. Wait. Just wait. What do you do? Just wait. While you're waiting, meditate on the promises. Don't pray. God, give this upgrade, 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 upgrade my girlfriend, upgrade my boyfriend. Don't do any nonsense. Just wait. Just wait. Five minutes. And that's why you pray in the spirit. You worship him. Magnify his name. If God has given you the gift of speaking in tongues, speak in tongues. Don't go with demand. That's what religion has taught us. Go with the demand. Lord, I come before you. And then give the list and then we know all glory and honor. God knows this guy is going to finish the prayer. The Lord says, okay. He's going to finish. He's going to come again tomorrow. No, wait. Five minutes. Practice five minutes. You, you do that. Then ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Then one hour waiting in the presence of the Lord is not a big deal because that's why the Bible says... Taste and see. How many of you gone to a buffet? Yes? The buffet we do opposite. We see and then? How many of you first, you eat first with your eyes? You don't go and sit there. What do you do first? You walk around. I'm coming for you. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. That's the last one. Hey, this is my favorite. I'm coming. You mentally, you everything is arranged. Everything set up. And then you are like, Lord, take the first plate, you walk there. Hang on, patient, I'm coming for you. Bible never say, see and taste. Bible says, taste and see. When you start waiting for five minutes, then another ten minutes, you experience, you're like, wow. You can't go outside the presence because inside the presence there is love, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. And you start excited and you are like, wow, this one is so much good. This is better stuff than listening to stupid movies. Amen. It's a practice. 
Start with five minutes. Maybe you have never done it. Today, go home. Throw everything up. Just five minutes hang out in the practice. Practice that. Five become 10, 10 become 15, 20. And then what happens? Prayer doesn't become an event. It becomes a lifestyle. Hello? What it happens? Prayer doesn't become an event. It changes into a lifestyle. What does it mean? You are constantly plugged in while you are driving, while you are with your friends, while I am talking, constantly. Why? That communion with God, kononia, the Greek word, face to face. Amen? Alright. Number two. This is very important, but it's going to sound very simple. Obey what he told you. I'm going to make a statement here. I'm not sure how you're going to get it. I don't care, but I just wanted to warn you here. Okay, are you ready? Many times we Christians want to be entertained by God, not necessarily do what he has commissioned us to do. Entertained. I went there, I felt good, I fell down, it was nice, this goosebumps. Write down this one. God is not in an entertaining business. It's very important to understand. We think, oh, I just need to feel this. That's why we have become an emotion-driven generation. If a, another worldview person like you know what was the last worldview, last words came out of Mohammed? He said, kill everyone in Arabia who are Christians and Jews because they don't believe in what we believe. You know what was the last word of Jesus? Father, forgive them for they not know what they are doing. Hello? If you don't connect with the Lord, if somebody comes and says, Islam is Old Testament, you guys are New Testament. You will start believing that because we call it Ibrahim, you call it Abraham. It's just a name difference. Hello? Superficially, it looks the same. Fundamentally, it's wrong. Hello? How are we going to overcome that if we don't plug in with the Lord? That's why I wrote down here, Obey what he told you. It could be small things. But small acts of obedience releases you a greater breakthrough in your life. You know, now we know about Mother Teresa. How many of you know? Mother, missionaries of charities, it's in 130 countries registered. There are some countries, they go undercover. Okay? You know how she started? I read her biography. So beautiful. She used to be a teacher, English teacher. Only five feet. Okay? Small Chotawala, Albanian. And she will get two rupees as her weekly allowance for her bus fare. She has to walk two kilometers. She would save that two rupees. She will not go by bus. Bus will be like 10 minutes drive, but she will walk 45 minutes walk, another 45 minutes back, and she would save that. On the way back, she will give the two rupees worth of bread. This is talking about 60 years ago two rupees worth of bread, she will give it to people. The poor slums. And that's where people are looking at her. This lady, she's different nurse. She's different sister. And then, they want her to come to Vatican and be part of Jesuits. 
they were on the men kind of stuff they were doing that but she said no no i want to start this there was a great opposition and finally came missionary of charity small act of obedience hello sometimes a greatest breakthrough will happen when you fulfill your small act of obedience do you know that sometimes god checks your heart if you are faithful hello amen in my own life i have seen that small random act of kindness releases a greater breakthrough and many times we wanted to go there and achieve there write down the statement there is no throne without crown we all need to go through the crown sometimes the crown has the thorns that god puts us and before enduring we don't want that but we want the throne it's not possible amen so take a step of faith do it this is the last one out to your god's voice never give up never give up many times people say oh i waited for 5 minutes nothing all i could think about is pizza thin crust i'm talking about my own examples i don't know you can contextualize all i could think about that new movie 2.0 rajini said wow i want to go and see what is that wow but that's what many times people too quickly give up and say oh it's not working for me it's for the religious weirdos no try it don't give up because god never gave up on us amen isn't it beautiful okay i wrote down these two principles write it down god never speaks to us for us to be entertained it's not to entertain god is not in the business of running a magic show i want to prove to you i want to do this to you look what i'm doing i'm this great guy you know if that was the case god could have blinded the entire village beforehand because he's god right and then he could have come and say everybody is like groping and he's like he could have done that the bible says many people when jesus was walking never even god even healed because they didn't even believe in him and then there was a little lady like try to touch there's people all over but he's like who touched me you, you understand what i'm saying because there are people who never gave up this beggar was crying and he was saying lord david son have mercy everybody's like Shh, i gave you 10 rupees quiet and the bible says it's so beautifully recorded the bible says jesus asked him to come and he did something beautiful we missed this he said he left his clothes and walked you know why because in the jewish synagogue outside there used to be people sit and beg and if you want to beg you have to go to the high priest and he will give you a proof that you are nothing just you are alone and there is nothing to for you to survive so he will give you a beggar robe hello so you are now a professional beggar you can have your visiting card now who are you professional beggar east gate sir <laughs> i'm on the east gate visit me from 9 to 5 i'm busy on sabbaths that's why jesus said hey, hey, hey come 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 
and everybody look at the verse in between they say everybody said hey good news has happened to you what does that mean he doesn't need to wear the beggar robe the bible says he took off that robes walked we think ah man it doesn't make any sense you know because we wear lungi and towel we don't understand what does that mean so he took off what does that mean he knows when i am connected with the david's son the king of kings my position is going to change amen amen my position is never going to be the same so what he said you know what i'm not going to give up my position is there in him i'm going to run after him get after him so that i know this temporary is not permanent in my life amen so what wind talks about the voice of god the breath of god that's why god says he breathes on us how many of you need the voice of god i need the voice of god every day you know i need that fresh voice of god amen don't live on past anointing people say 1996 brother that youth camp that sadhu sundar singh put his hand over me i suddenly disappeared on the floor now where are you people talk about the glorious things happened now they are living in darkness no say this after me i can't live on yesterday's anointing i need fresh anointing new anointing every day so i'm going to wait i'm not going to kill by by my business i'm going to step out in faith and i'm never going to give up because daddy god never gave up on me man god wants to breathe.